Guardians, we've picked up a high-gain transmission. Origin Point is somewhere along the coast, near the Cosmodrome. What is going on, Guardians across the universe and beyond? This is Cosmodrome Radio, broadcasting live at all frequencies to the universe and at all the great places and whatnot, because we don't know what's out there in our great, expansive world. Um, <laughs> this is the show all about Destiny 2 and all the great things about it. Don't forget that you can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places if you need to know what's going on. Um, so like, like, Make sure you check it out. Um, um, if you can follow us over on uh, Twitter at Cosmodrum Radio, make sure you do that. We also have the, the merch store, shop.cosmodromeradio.com. We have we still have the, the Crota shirt up. Crota shirt is live. Pride merch is still live. We got the main uh, merch still going on for you folks. So make sure you pop those different designs. They are amazing. All that money goes into the next merch drop. So make sure that you like you support. That way you can do a Christmas. I'm planning a Christmas drop. We're going to do a Halloween drop. But it was like, eh. if, if, if all the spider costumes would have won, I'd have been down for it. But the beetle being the warlock not feeling it i'm not feeling it so we'll have to revisit it around christmas and see how we doing and whatnot all right folks my name is pen of the paladin to my right because we're not doing a uh, mobile show this week um to my right apparently he has a cat um cajun freshly shaven how you doing <laughs> buddy i'm doing good man doing good uh i had to say this week has been quite interesting on so many levels, and yes, my oldest cat Morton has decided to join the podcast today. I uh, don't know why he's being needy when he's got food and water, but all right, all right. I mean, it'd be, it'd be like that. All right, and then below me, we have the president of the Zivu Wrath Fan Club. Uh, Zivu, uh, Zivu's uh, fan club got a little rowdy this week. Um, after, after she was Zivu banished. got knocked down a pig. Yeah, she got she got <laughs> like, she she got um like knocked around a little bit. Um, Look, I understand you guys are a little jealous. Y'all weren't invited to the ascended <laughs> realm like Diva, but that's okay. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, I barely heard what? if I got rescinded. Yeah. Look, it's okay. I I'll be at the war moon. You guys do your thing. Hey, hey, everybody. All right, all right, and then we have. The owner of a brand new controller. Hopefully, she can start dropping wells at the appropriate time. Now we shall see. The next time we take her into a crota, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the tower mom, how you doing? <laughs> I'm all right, Panda. And yes, I will be able to freaking drop wells now appropriately. Thank God. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. And then we have our special guest, um, the the connoisseur of the beverages. The, the 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 Sherpa in the in the, in the league of his own bound effigy. How you doing, buddy? Tell the people who you are and what you do and whatnot. Hey guys, thank you for having me. I am Bound Effigy, your favorite Destiny bartender. All right, cool, cool, cool. Like like like, do, do you enjoy? Do you, like, what do you like to do? Enjoy? What do you like? What what is your main focus when it comes to this game that you want to leave people with? So I have two. I have two sides of a coin. I, I'm a dad and I'm a father and a veteran, so I like to help people and I like to give back. 
So that's why we do the Drunk Shipper Raids every Saturday, 6 p.m. Till I pass out from drunken stupor or I'm hiccuping during Gambit games. I promise you that has happened live more than once. Um, And then the other side of me is when I'm playing offline with my buddies, I get very competitive. We do day one raid contests. Um, nice. Low mans, things like that. Um, Conqueror 10x, Gambit 10x, Dredgen 10x, freaking Dead Eye 8 because they started that one late. <laughs> yeah, you're you're so, making me feel I'm, bad. I just hit, I just hit Conqueror six. You're making me feel bad. It's it, don't feel bad. It's an addiction. And I made poor life decisions. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will say that the the, the 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 new battleground moon was very testing. Like I had to put on Ursa Furiosa like just to get it done. It was very intriguing. Yep. So yes, that, yes. That, that that was definitely an interesting battleground. So like, if anyone doesn't actually complete that battleground this week, you're totally fine. You know, it, it was definitely going to be a challenge. Like we're we're going to see the LFG stacked next week for that for that that whole GM. It's going to be nutty. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So so like, about what what how, what is your like what what is your like uh fr- fr- fresh out the grave story as I like to call it? What like what got you into Destiny? So. I was actually deployed in Korea at the time. Um, I got to play the beta. Hey Yeah, I got to play the beta, and I played a little bit after that when it first kicked off in September, or shortly after that. But then I had to go do WLC, which is a leadership course for the Army. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back, it was already like months into the game. Um, so oh. me and my wife picked it up, and we were trapped in Itaewon in a hotel waiting to ship home. Oh, wow. And we had picked up Destiny. So I got into Destiny. The wife got into Destiny. She she mained Titan. I don't hold that against her. I mained Hunter. <laughs> and we had a great time. And we played almost all of Destiny 1 until I flipped over to cyber. I flipped over to cybersecurity. It was a big deal in the military in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a lot of training. That took me out of the game. I took a break from Destiny. And then I came back... Uh, uh, I was back for Forsaken, and I left pretty much after Cade died, and then I came back during Season of Arrivals. So I I have taken breaks before. I know how to put the controller or the con- or the mouse and keyboard down from time to time. Um, but yeah, I've played pretty consistently through, and gilding the seals and getting all the new seals has been uh, really enjoyable for me. So that's 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 like one of the key things that I like to get after is that type of stuff. Excellent. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let's go ahead and dive into it. The, the twin was actually pretty beefy this week. Um, yeah, it was. But mm-hmm. my Bungie's still trying to get the, the this currency situation correct because mm-hmm. first, first, first thing that first thing they did was like, hey, we noticed that we're not buffing the the the, 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 the pinnacle grind anymore. Like we're not going past eighteen ten. So what we're gonna do is every pinnacle now is gonna be an exotic. And to me, and me, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that Bungie, but okay. Then they're like, cool. Yeah, but here's the thing. Now you can focus your exotics, but we're going to make it hella expensive. It's going to cost like ascendant shards and ciphers and things of that nature. And it was like, okay, Bungie, very, very interesting. And then it was like, if you don't like... Like, go see Zer every weekend. You don't have a cipher, so you have, like, exotic engrams just stacked in your inventory nonstop. And it's just like, that, that's not healthy, Bungie. It's not healthy. And, and they're like, hold on, hold on. 
what if we get rid of the cipher? What if we what if we, what if we say you it no longer requires a cipher? And I'm like, why didn't you just give us more avenues to get the cipher, Bungie? Like my here's here's my kicker <laughs> with the whole cipher bit. Um, see, with locking it down to freaking Zer, it's not a bad thing, okay? Because you can pick up the quest every freaking weekend. Here's right. the here's the issue is that if you don't complete it within that weekend, if you don't complete that quest, which requires 21 progress. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, that's one um, hero nightfall. So that's 21 hero nightfalls. So in GM terms, that's roughly two. Now, if right. you do the exotic mission rotator, that's four for just one or normal. And I think it's eight on legendary. I could be wrong on those numbers. But you have to crank that out in the weekend. So that's from Friday at reset all the way to Tuesday at reset, provided they don't do a patch. So it's doable, but that's a lot of heavy grinding on the weekend to have to get that done. And if you don't, well, then you've got the rest of the week. But when the next Friday turns around and you go to turn it in, you can't pick the quest back up. Yep. So that means you have to wait another week to get the quest Mm -hmm. so to me if they would have fine-tuned that quest turn in and pick up a little bit better it wouldn't be an issue see my thing about it is like if they would have been like hey yo not just sir if you want to go get more like 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 like, say like hey yo cypher from zavala cypher from drifter cypher from shacks once a week that's four chances if you do Zer, Shaq, Zavala, and, and Drifter, a chance to get uh, a focus exotic, like four per week. Yeah. Like, like, just put, like, like, make it a quest for them, like, play a certain amount of Gambit or whatever the hell. Like, make it be with them specifically. And if you do that, that's fine. But the fact that they just abandon the Cypher, it lessens the, like, need for the Cypher. And it's like... The, 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 like you're devaluing your your currencies rather than giving the currencies the, the equity and giving them the accessibility to your uh, community, and it's like that's not the right call, Bungie. What do you? I I, I don't because what, what, what because basically what they're doing uh, to help out with the focusing now is if you just want to pick a random exotic from like Red War or like um curse of osiris or forsaken or shadow game etc you can do thirty thousand glimmer and 10 enhancement prisms if you want to focus a specific exotic you can do sixty thousand glimmer and two ascendant shards now here's the double-edged sword with this this is still too expensive for the casual player mm-hmm. and the reason why i say that is because not everyone not every person wants to keep grinding again but not every person wants to grind uh Crucible, not every person wants to grind uh, uh, strikes. So if you're sitting there as a, as a newer player and you, the only ways you have access to an Ascendant Shard, like right now, is I think the, I think the Deck of Whispers gives you one. The Battle mm-hmm. Pass gives you two, I believe. And it, gives you, it gives you about, I want to say it's almost like five to six. I'd really? have to go through and count it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now, that's if you bought... Okay. So bought, the, uh, yeah, yeah the free the, uh, the, the free pass is like two. Okay, so like like uh, anyway, like a range of two to five, and then 
Um, and then after that, and then after that, you're like you're screwed this season. So for a newer player who wants a specific exotic, they're told high stats matter. They're told like a specific like thing is, is good. They're kind of just like out of luck in terms of that once they like expend their resources, and especially unless they're going into like Legend and Master Master Nightfalls because prisms are very hard to get um, unless you grind a specific vendor and like or do nightfall specifically prisms you can't really get from just doing random activities in the game which makes sense they're a higher tier currency but it's also yeah. like for a newer player it feels unattainable to a certain extent i feel like it should just be like a certain amount of glimmer and the exotic because like i in my opinion if we would have been if we were keeping us uh legendary shards i would say like 150 legendary shards exotic glimmer be done with it but like because like, i'm still of the opinion we shouldn't be deprecating legendary shards but bungie don't want to listen to me but uh bound how do you feel about about the other changes they're making here so i so this might come as a shock after everything i've said i don't play enough that i haven't really gone after the exotics that i would like better roles of I haven't done that because it's been very expensive, like you guys have said. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really I'll I'll do a lost sector every once in a while if there's a seasonal challenge for it, things like that. I'll I'll get after it. And I'll make sure I have my mods on appropriately in hopes I get something of value. But I don't I haven't I haven't focused too much at Master Raul because it's so incredibly expensive. With these changes, I am now leaning more towards I might actually consider doing it. With the loss of Legendary Sarge, with the loss of the Exotic Cypher, I might actually consider doing it because it's to me, it's much more affordable. As it stands right now, I, I've done it maybe two, three times tops for only to replace garbage rolls of my favorite exotics. That's it. And this is someone who farms GMs constantly and is not worried about the cost right it seems too right. much to me so this will definitely be a good change in my opinion okay fair enough fair enough okay i was like david do you want to be the the, the descending opinion and let them be there with me because like <laughs> i think to a certain extent it's still too expensive but like uh, how so you feeling? i'll i'll play devil's advocate here so <laughs> that panda's not alone <laughs> I'll, I'll be his fellow contrary yes. although i do think it is a good idea because it allows new players to have a chance. Because, like, the resources that veteran players have stacked up over the course of years is really hard for Bungie to, like, deplete in a meaningful way. Because, I like, I legitimately just sit on top of, like, exotic engrams mm -hmm. and then wait for it to fill up so that I can go do a legendary law sector and then fill up my postmaster with exotic engrams so I don't have to do that next season. But that's just poor old diva. But that being said, what Panda said is a fair assessment. Like if you're just gonna like keep getting rid of currencies because you don't you can't figure out a way to make them useful, then all you like no matter what you do, you're gonna end up constantly changing. Mm-hmm everything like so say that 
now everything's going to be done with Glimmer. But the amount of stuff that you have to buy, nobody's truthfully going to have enough Glimmer on hand. Exactly. At any one time to do the stuff that people need to do on a weekly basis. Like picking up weapons from Banshee, buying or yeah. uh, turning in exotic uh, Ingram Saraul, picking up uh, your different bounties and all this other stuff, buying stuff from Zerg. Like 250,000 Glimmer is not enough Glimmer to do all of those things. Plus, Focus Farm stuff from like all the seasonal vendors, Focus Farm like weapons from uh, Shax, uh, Drifter. Zavala, like you're gonna burn through so much glimmer. I do not think that they've taken the time to like genuinely consider that yet. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's, that's what I was saying about about the, why we shouldn't be deprecating legendary shards because we're just we're just we're going back to the same problem we already have because if they raise the glimmer cap or they get yep. rid of the gl- or they get rid of the glimmer cap. We just enter the same scenario that that we're dealing with with legendary shards, where they're like, "Oh, we're deprecating this because like older players have too much of it, and newer players don't have enough of it." Here's the thing: Bungie already solved the economy problem with Lightfall, where they said, "Hey, yo, just do activities, and the helm is your new bank account." Freaking defiant engrams, defiant engrams, deep engrams, witch engrams. The motherfuckers just stack. And you can mm-hmm. go up in there while on your free time and just play the lottery. Like, crank it out, crank it out, crank it out. And then, like, you don't like a roll or you already have something crafted? Cool. Shards. Shards. Like, that's how oh, I yeah. went from, that's how I went from, like, 5K to 8K recently was just, like, I had, I had, I had like, over 100 uh, Defiant Engrams and just freaking dropped it. And it like, like and that was a great way for newer players to raise their stock in the economy a little bit and actually have ways to get rolls of, like, Iron Banner weapons and uh, Trials weapons. But then Bungie's like, nope, we're getting rid of it. And it's like, why? Why, 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 why are we getting rid of the, 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 the main currency of Destiny? Oh, well, we, do, we don't want to do it anymore. Like, th- that's what I keep meaning of, like, we're getting rid of the core MMO experience more just because we don't want to explain the, the, the players, like, how to do things. Like, I had a person today ask me, how, like, 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 how do I do transmog? There's no active way in the game that explains how to take your ass over to 801 and get you a bounty. And it's like, Bungie, you bet, like, like, what's going on here? We need to start explaining things to people because not everybody reads the twid. And they're like, they're not and doing not it. Everybody and everybody has like, the time to read through uh, Hippie's 5,000 word essay on how to play the game. I love and her to death, definitely need, there, but nobody there is definitely reading needs to that. be a better, a better tutorial system, like walkthrough of the game and the various oh, systems. Yeah, I've yeah. called them. I've called Bungie out on this multiple times. Yeah, they've like, done. They've yeah. done. I think we all have, honestly. But as far <laughs> as the whole light shard, uh, the the freaking legendary shard uh, debate. To me, I think a long time ago they should have put a freaking cap on the legendary shards. You know, just like they put a cap on, just like they put a cap on every other currency. They put a cap on glimmer. They put a cap on ascended shards, freaking ascended alloys, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They should have done this a long time ago to where it wouldn't be an issue to have to say, oh, we have this freaking, you know, 
part of the community that has an exorbitant amount that they don't know what the frick to do with. Right. If they would have put a cap on it a long time ago, it would have been at least a little bit more manageable situation exactly. to where the freaking the gap wouldn't be so freaking extreme. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you know, it's like you said, the the resources, the availability for to get legendary shards is there. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you know, it's a matter of, you know, are you free to play or are you do you have some investment into the destiny uh life cycle mm -hmm. you know and that's what his bottom line is going to boil down to and the thing that, yeah literally that to a T. and like like recently we had the experience in the clan where we had someone who was like hardcore free to play for the like a, a good solid two months where like they had no dlcs no nothing and they were just hardcore free to play and we watched that experience kind of unfold of like, they couldn't really do certain content with us. They couldn't do Ron. They couldn't do um, like any of the, of the paid raids. And they felt excluded because Bungie is just like, sorry, you can't do it unless you pay the toll. And it's like, right. I understand why it sucks to a certain extent. So them actively saying it's free to play when you would like, cause what, like, cause you get like a handful of strikes which in reality are uh, strikes and battlegrounds that people already paid for that you've deprecated into your playlist now, um, that you have three raids now, and you have PvP and Gambit, like, and one dungeon, because Prophecy was free. Um, that's not a lot of content for someone, and, the, and they have to, like, keep checking in with people. Hey, is, 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 that, is that free to play? Is that free to play? And, and it, like, that sucks. And I saw so like it definitely is a situation of for like casual players who invest in the game, Bungie already solved the shard problem. And honestly, I feel like if the, the, the better way Bungie could have went about the shard problem was go, hey, y'all motherfuckers are too rich. Um, next season, we're putting a hundred thousand a hundred thousand cap on it or fifty thousand cap on it. And if they would have did that. Problem solved. They they could have said, "Hey, you I think, have I think you a have 10, until 000, I think I think a ten thousand cap would have been freaking that's fine too." Like, and, yeah. and, and if they would have said, "Like you have until this date to like go buy your phantasmal fragments, go buy this, go buy that," no one would have complained. I, I feel like if they, if they would have given people enough time, to, like that's what everyone's doing right now, like misleading and everybody else. Like, they're making videos like, "Hey." Go spend your stuff on phantasmal fragments. Go invest it into, into blue armor. That way you get an enhancement course. Do whatever you got to do. Because here in a minute, you're about to lose all of those shards. And I I feel so bad for the casual Destiny player that doesn't read the twid. And then come next season, all their shards are gone. And they're going to be like, well, what's going next, on? Well, next, well, next, well, hold on. Next it's season, not next happening season. next season. Next season. It's happening, right. next se it's happening next season. with... Uh, with final shape okay right next season is going to be the cost like but when you go to do stuff the cost of using legendary shards is going to mm. be removed so yeah. basically gotcha. people basically people are going to be bankrolling legendary shards like nobody's business next season mm. but come final shape shards are going to go poof and it's like it's it's gonna be a similar phenomenon that we have with Lightfall, where where they said or they, they said, "Hey, brand new mod system," and people who didn't read the tweet and whatnot, 
woke up on the day of Lightfall, even if you didn't buy Lightfall, you woke up to a new update where all your mods were different, or or if you were a casual player, all your mods were not unlocked. And it was like, what? And that mm-hmm. was just nutty. So I think if Bungie's gonna roll this system in the final in the, in the final shape, we need to start communicating more than just the twid. We gotta because it's gonna it's gonna start they biting need, them in the they ass. They need to start pushing the twid into the freaking game. Mm-hmm. Like they need to freaking yeah. sit there and say, "Hey, just released this week in Destiny." But I'm gonna also say this about the MMO sphere in the yeah. gaming sphere. There's a good portion of those gamers. They don't go looking for that information. True. Even, yeah, yeah. even when you say, hey, they release this information on a weekly basis, they still won't go looking for it. Okay? Because they're going to do the bare minimum. That is very okay. fair. To a so certain extent, you are right about that. So until something happens, they're not going to be like, what's going on? What's the latest? They're going to yeah. wait until it happens. And they're going to be like, what happened? What happened? They exactly. The sh- and you're just like, they announced this freaking over a month ago. Where you been? Right. So like, it, to a certain extent, it, it goes back to what we, said, what we said about like playing the game to a certain extent where it's like, you have to invest time. You Like, it's not get good. It's you have to invest time to be yeah. on a certain level. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. We definitely, well, like, like, we definitely will give Bungie like a little bit of crap. Like, hey, you could do a lot better off. Like straight up, Bungie could pay Asdacross to release a video every freaking week of the Twid if they wanted to. The man Shit, reads they could the do Twid. That for Dado. I mean, freaking like take your pick. You got so you're right. You got so many content <laughs> creators out there. Shit, freaking hire Bife. Like, 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 literally, just anybody at this point, <laughs> like any creator, you could pay them to read it and then go, "Hey, this M- this MP3 file, we're gonna import into the game, transmog the voice a little bit, and be like, this is Jisoo Colorado reading the the twit or some shit, and be done with it." And like, it would it would solve so many problems for the community because not everyone likes to read. Granted, that, that does that hurt my heart because reading is fundamental, yes. But like, <laughs> not everyone likes to read. So, what was that like? Hey. Any final thoughts on this? Because I don't know. I, I feel like you're just like silently like <laughs> like 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 going there, like sipping your liquid death. And I want to make sure you still get a little word in. <laughs> I like to pretend like I like to read, but I know deep down. I do not like to read. Um, I do audiobooks for 90% of the thing. And I have to like speed read the twids when I know there's something good in there. But I know that I have to do it. So I force myself to do it. Gotcha. I will say this though. With the legendary shard point. As someone who was a returning player briefly. And 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 the, the disparity gap between myself and the continuing players. Then with their... 25 50k legendary shards and me with like a thousand if that and then i had to work up to like the 8k like you that i have now Mm -hmm. i'm actually not that butthurt that it's going away however there needs to be a raise in other currency especially glimmer Mm -hmm. the 250 cap needs to go up and that's the number one point because legendary shards i feel was this awkward it's this weird it's like they reinvented change is what they did <laughs> <Glimmer is pennies. laughs> 
and and legendary shards is dagon quarters or like a 50 cent mark and then we get it up into the bigger stuff you get the enhancement cores you got a couple of dollars you got the prisms all right you got five bucks maybe tanner and then you got the exotic pieces that you got the golf ball and now you got the weapon golf ball and varieties of 50 and hundreds and like there's too much going on and i pretend like i'm a titan main sometimes so i speak I speak for Titan mains. That's just too as, much. As, as a Titan man, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little butthurt about that. But I, raise the get down with the, the crayons. See, I, I, I don't subscribe to the to the old classic barbarian myth of Titans that all we do is punch. I'm a sophisticated sure. brother. I'm the Zavala in the room that actually yeah, like yeah. That, that 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 actually like knows what he's doing, but knows how to punch a motherfucker. Like that, like that's how I am. Aryan sorcerer. You know when to punch and when not to punch. Exactly. That, like that, that, that is a mm-hmm. great way to put it because we had a Titan main find out real quick in the Lightblade GM yesterday <laughs> that you can't just walk around and punch stuff and find out. And once he finally started to calm down and get it, he was a breeze. Shout out, shout out to Shio because once he finally got it, it was amazing. Um, it's like oh. like I, I had to shout my boy out on that one because like David can tell to. you, man was punch crazy. You'll have to you'll have to that hit me up later for my strand build because I ever actually I do have a good punchy Titan strand build. Synthesis. Of course, so, there's a like as I try to tell people, there, there's a wrong way and a right way to punch. Mm-hmm. When, when you when, when you see an exploding thrall, you don't punch. When you domestic see, abuse, wrong. Yes, yes. like 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 when you, like when, when you when you see um a GM and you see a thrall coming at you that can punch you in the face. Like I got I got backhanded by an acolyte in a GM yesterday. I was like, all right. So like, especially when it's arc burn. Oh my yes. god, that's the oh, worst. Because no. not only yeah. is the explosion arc, their fucking claws are arc. So yep. they, if they sneak up on you, they get a claw in you. That's half your health. Then the bomb is you're dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was at. So I was actually. It was after the day one contest raid of Crota mm-hmm. that I learned that freaking thrall melee was arc damage. Mm-hmm. I fucking mm, lost I my shit on street. See, I, I, I just put that. on melee damage resistance and just kept moving. And, and like that was that's why that's why it's always so funny with like people who don't run a hundred resilience in Destiny because we'll, we'll be going through teaching people cro- a crota, and I'll be like herpeter like walking through the lanterns, and I have no problems. And then you see someone get clawed to death by a thrall, and you're like, "How'd that happen?" And it's like. Mm-hmm. And then you got people like me who run 100 plus resilience and still die to the Mm -hmm. freaking thrall. (laughs) It's like they just Uh, gang up around you. They just gang up around you. Banner of War. Just just walk through it all. Not everybody's got a banner. Yeah, well, I can't do that because I'm a warlock. I'm squeezy. Squeezy. Vesper Rings. I know. know. If you're not running 100 resilience, you're wrong. I don't care what class you are. I don't care how you play the game. 100 resilience in PvE at all times. No offense that matters. What were you going to say, Baron? Oh, I was just going to say, I I do my best to understand all three classes so I can be a part of each of the communities. Exactly. I joke Mm -hmm. that I, I try to perfectly split, and this is on record, on my TikToks, 33% 
almost with plus or plus or minus three is mm. is set 33 percent. and i had a weird season last season because i did the solo run of uh ghost of the deeps finally so i had my my titan was a lot higher than normal is at 37 but i'm i always try to keep it in there the and he's right about the resilience but there are definitely class subclasses i should say not classes subclasses that are far more dominant right now in the current meta for each of the classes than some of the other subclasses void hunter still good arc hunter still good Solar Hunter kind of Solar Hunter needs some love. Solar Hunter needs some love. Yeah. Yeah. Especially considering that we're getting Yas uh, freaking nerfed on both PvP and the PvE side. Yeah, I'm still freaking salty as F about that. that. that, That's a great segue. That's a great segue. So, like, into the mid-season armor weapons preview. So, Bungie, we got to talk. We got to talk. Because... I was I was already upset, but now you try to just dig salt into the wound, and now I'm not okay. Because as we already knew from the previous from the previous uh, twid that they had announced the nerf to Antaeus wards, we know that they're making reflective vents also cost your class your class ability similar to Juggernaut. Now they're also making it so it no longer um, provides an improve uh, improved slide either. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, like, and because Astrocross just made a video about this like last week. There, there is a fine line between introducing a nerf and taking away what the exotic stands for, what the exotic is supposed to be an exotic for. The whole point of the Greek myth of Antaeus is that when he is closer yep. to the ground, he is invincible. So you're saying we're the only advantage that you have is you have your normal slide and you're invincible in your normal slide if you have your class ability. And you're like, it feels like we're going back to D1 exotics where the, the exotics aren't really that exotic anymore. And especially because you're making them be normal currency and they drop every five seconds from activities, they're not really good anymore. And... It, like I understand that like the PvP community got rabid as hell about an exotic that in reality this is a, this is a, an RPG. You were fine. You just didn't like that you couldn't just go pew pew in your in your space Call of Duty when it's not space Call of Duty. We've had that conversation, but yep. the fact that we had to deal with all that backlash and now you're like now we're getting rid of the improved slide too, like that feels too much in my opinion and it go, it feels like we're taking away the fun the fun the the fantasy out of the, out of these exotics because like the the people who want space call of duty complain too much and that's what bothers me a lot and it kind of goes the same thing with, with the spy nerf because Bungie is doubling down and trying to explain the spine nerf where they're like, these changes to spine targeted two aspects of the exotic well, we felt causing issues. First, we want to bring um, its total bonus grenade energy more in line with other solar ability exotics like Athra's Embrace and Caliban's Hand. Second, we want to make sure it's, it's easier to counter the enhanced trip mine in PvP. But then they don't say anything about PvE, and they're just nope. like, Meh. and it's just like, what are you doing? Why aren't you separating the sandbox? Why aren't you allowing this to thrive in in the in the environment where it could thrive? You're just pulling the whole switch down and going, we don't care. PvP people complained, so we're gonna pull this giant switch. And it's like, 
You did it for Omni. You split. You split the. Uh, you you, yep. you split the sandboxes for Omni Oculus. You you know what? you can split the, the the sandboxes. Why don't you do that? And it's very weird that they're just like we don't care. So I like so go ahead, Kate. I want to hear like I kind of ran it for you, but go ahead. No, you're freaking right on the money. And look, I'm gonna be flat out honest. Freaking what they did with freaking Yas. Like look, I kind of agreed with what they did with freaking Stompies. I felt like that was an, a needed nerf. You know, and it everyone's gonna have opinion, <laughs> but then it, it, it then it felt like you know after freaking the community got their their you know requested you know nerf on freaking stompies, then everything went to Anteus, and then when the hunter community started going, you know, okay, well we're gonna start running around with Yas. Now it's like for to me, it's like Bungie is going back. Going from freaking okay, we're gonna do these slight adjustments to freaking things to now we're going to knee jerk fucking reactions. It's like okay, Bungie, you used to do this before and you got called out for this. It's like you need to stop, stop it before you get freaking too hard. And I'm starting to agree with a lot of content creators as well as other people that are saying that freaking when you make an exotic not an exotic, what the fuck are we even using them for? Yeah. Nice. And like, it, it, you know, I, and, and to yeah. me, and to me, right now, there's not a whole lot for freaking solar uh, hunters right now. Oh yeah, yeah, you got Celestial Nidoc. Oh yeah, you got Blade Barrage. Those are freaking mm-hmm. very niche freaking exotics. And yeah. even Yas was a niche exotic, and now you're nerfing it to the ground mm-hmm. on both the PVE and the PvP front. It's like Bungie, rein this shit in, seriously. Mm-hmm. Yas. I'll take it a step further. I'll take mm-hmm. it a step further. The community has just as much a uh, responsibility for this as oh, Bungie does. Because the big reason why Bungie did a lot of these nerfs was because the community called for them like they were calling for uh, a French uh, politician's head during the revolution. Right. God damn it. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was Not wrong. a lot of players being like, I'm losing to this, and it's frustrating me. So instead of learning how to not lose to it, Bungie, make it not, make people not use it anymore. Which is the reason why I say Stompies are not that big of a problem. Well, people, like, Stompies here, become a problem because hunters don't have anything else to use. Right. So people fall back on it because it's all reliable. And like, if you gave hunters other things to use, they would use it. But because people keep calling for everything that frustrates them to get nerfed, nobody ever has anything fun. So they well, fall back like, on easy to use exotics. Here, here's what here's what the problem though with, with the Yas was like for Yang Hamkar's mind. Here, here's what the issue was about it. If someone chucked a trip mine, you, not not only would you have like almost no time to react to it, but it would explode, take you to like twenty percent health. And then would tick damage you, so it kind of fell in the same line of of uh, Luminarch, where the burn damage was too much. So it was like mm-hmm. all you needed, and, and on top of that, it gave you almost your entire grenade back for for causing that much damage because it was based off of damage, not kills. So it, it very right. much was, was 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 a situation of you have almost another trip mine immediately. And granted, 
it kind of countered barricade barricades because everyone said, Oh my God, barricades, barricades. We don't like barricades. And it's like barricades are part of the Titan kit. They're part of the RPG experience, but they slow down gameplay. Oh my God. That's kind of the point that that's what they're supposed to do. And they, and they didn't want to listen. So it's like, Spine kind of countered that. I think the issue with it was they needed to tune down how much um, grenade energy it gave you back. Because if someone ran a hunter discipline and spine, it's just trip mines all day and night. If they would have just turned down the damage a little bit, yep. it could have been, or, not, or either turn down the damage or turn down how much uh, like damage per ability regen and back. That would have solved the problem to where it could still be meta and not be nerfed into the ground. But Bungie was like, nah, we're going to make it off of kills. And it's like, so does that mean you're buffing the grenade? That way it can kill people on shot? Because if that's the case, that's even going to be worse in the, in the long run for a lot of people. And on top of that, now you, and on top of that, now you're saying now we're gonna make this nerf at PVE as well, and not care about PVE. And uh, to David's point, if you take away things for hunters to do, we saw it with rene renewal grasps. But granted, renewal grasps like, have gone back to normal to what they originally were. But it's too little, too late for a lot of people. And the same, and same thing here with um, um, freaking spine. Um, they're just taking it with his different tools and Bungie's like, Hey, we did this to, um, sort of force people to use different things like Caliban's hand and Athra's embrace. But like, let's be real here. Your proximity knife technically does the same thing as Cal as, um, if you wear Caliban's hand, it does the same thing as uh Yas for your, not your knife rather than your grenade, but right. your proximity knife doesn't do half as much damage as a, as a trip mine would. So mm -hmm. you're not like, you're not getting the same amount of, amount of uh, knife energy back and not being a benefit to your team with Caliban's hand. So th this explanation of like, we wanted to sort of line it up more with that. It's like, but you didn't. How about just buff the, the? How about just buff the proximity knife a little bit? That way, people have a reason to run Caliban's hand. And then for Athra's embrace, it's based off the weighted knife and just gives it a second bounce. But it's like, why not make it so instead of a bounce effect, it has more of like a tracking effect. That way, it gives people a reason to use it rather than like only use for like trick shot players. And right. to this day, nobody knows that Athra's Embrace makes your weighted knife uh, stun unstoppable champions. If people knew that, it would give uh, hunters another thing in their kit. But nobody knows that. It's freaking yeah, hilarious. I'm going to tell, tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. If Bungie gave the knife tracking, you'd have the same amount of freaking players coming after that. Fair. Screaming, oh, it's just a freaking... It's just a hunter freaking Yoden. Yeah, that's fair. I think I'm more advocating for <laughs> if Bungie's going to make a move like that where they change things, they need to give more of an explanation and not just be like, nerf. And not, right. like, like the, the, the sort of like answer they gave really didn't make a whole lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. So I feel like they need to give more justification and also explain mm -hmm. why they're letting this affect PvE for no reason. I'm going to say the quiet part loud. It's because oh. Lorelei's was idiot proof. Any person 
could throw on Lorelei's and instantly have a drastic advantage in PvP. And it was drastic that we saw one of the easiest weekends to go flawless for uh, more entry-level players in Trials. One of the easiest weekends to go flawless was the weekend that Lorelei's really became a thing in PvP. Mm-hmm. I personally have not seen a young Ahamkara Spine be that big of an issue in PvP unless you're getting into higher tier comps. Yeah, I've almost very never tier. seen it in Trials, and I play Trials every weekend, and I've I'm, never seen Trials almost it. every weekend. That's crazy. Yeah, like I never, I've never seen the Yas Queen action like people are complaining about. <laughs> so it must be a high comp thing. Um, but it's not idiot proof. You have to understand it, and you have to you have to build into just a, just a little bit. It requires right. and, some tactical planning. Yeah, it requires so, some game sense. You know, right. it's not they're, something you just to a certain extent. Spam. Yeah, it's not they're something not you just willy nilly spam. Yeah, they're not willing to say that. The reason is the applicability and the bar of entry was so low for things like Lorelei that we had to nerf it versus we we wish destiny was an actual competitive pvp thing so now that people are complaining about it we're going to try to pretend like it is and mm. thus we're going to nerf mm-hmm. this thing because mm-hmm. when it comes to these type of exotics that are very clearly designed for pvp they have no use case almost anywhere in pvp antaeus wards i'm i've tried sliding to reverse certain things it works some of the time but see you you just you just said the exact same thing that i've been saying for so long that with 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 antaeus it's a skill form because there's so i i can't tell you the amount of times that i've tried to slide into an engagement and you know i get i get team shot or someone had a better angle on me and it didn't matter but then you see other other then you see like streamers and they're like oh my god the world's ending my nova bomb got redirected at me bungie please nerf and it's like what are you talking about so I was actually referring to PvE and oh. thus making the justification that because the bar of entry is explicitly for PvP users, that's why the Yas Queen nerf is happening. And Teus Wards, that I have seen and I've done it in PvP and it does work and it works more often than you think. It's the problem is you don't always know what you're going up against. Exactly. Team shot is the only way to counter that. 100%. If you got team shot, that's the thing. But a one-on-one engagement, it works 100% of the time, even against supers. And that, to me, was wild because I'll, I'll always question why I lost an engagement. And then I'll immediately know if mm. it was a Titan shotgun sliding. It was because of Antaeus Wards. Right. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, and like in, in regards to the the spine, like sort of barrier to entry as well. Um, that like when it comes to like facing spine, it can be very daunting because if someone just chucks a, a thing at you and you're not prepared for it because you're going into an engagement, it's just ding death, and like or like your health is super low, and they're like it's it's less game sense and more of timing. Because if someone just gets the drop on you with that with that with that tripwire, it's just over, and you have like similar to what happened with Lamonarch, like I said, where it's like 
this is uncounterable to a certain extent and there's nothing you really can do about it whether you like it or not and it sucks to a certain extent so i definitely understand why bungie did this but i feel like it was definitely way too far it definitely yeah. caused a lot of problems there because now this is gonna go in people's junk drawers and not matter again because <laughs> truth be told before solar 3.0 who the fuck gave a shit about spine it's fine Let's let's keep it a before buck. before three point like, oh, people used to fucking make fun of fucking Shaw Han for wearing young Ankara's spine because they didn't yep, understand yeah. how it worked. And then let's once not, once three point oh came out, they were like, "Oh, okay, we get Shaw now." Right, because of that, gen- genuinely now the hunter kit is suffering more now than it ever has. Like, I would like to have more exotics that hunters can build around. Because it feels like Bungie only makes the hunter subclass for PvP. Yep. Like, it, I, mm-hmm. I feel like they truthfully struggle to build meaningful, like, hunter exotics and, like, tools for their, like, subclasses that don't revolve around PvP. Like, even with the new subclasses coming up, uh, the new changes in uh, Final Shape, like, genuinely, when I looked at the trailer, I'm like, so more PvP stuff? I really Mm -hmm. don't see anything that I can use in PvE on, like, a Grandmaster level. Mm -hmm. I have a controversial take. Let's go. Y'all, y'all might hate me for this or not. But kind of along the lines of what Bound was saying earlier and what you were saying, Panda, mm. I think Bungie's still trying to make freaking PvP into an eSport on the low. And that's why they're pulling all this stuff. They're just not willing to say the words out loud. Well, no, like Bound just said it. They're using... But like destiny as a as a tool for marathon, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. No, I it's think they're trying stop. to make destiny PvP. Ba- they're they're trying to make it into an esport. Not I'm 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 not even considering marathon in this take. I think they're 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 on the low and not willing to say the quiet part out loud yet. That they're trying to make it into an esport because they fucked up with gambit. Okay, gambit and esports. So at the same time, at the same time, I'm going to say this. So we know that the PvP strike team is in play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So hence why we're starting to see a lot more constant updates to the PvP Mm -hmm. stuff. Right. Okay. So I'm going to be the devil's advocate and say community. You wanted more responsiveness to the PvP stuff? We're seeing it. But now yeah, it's yeah. starting to bleed over into other things. And mm-hmm. I've said this, I've said this before on the podcast, and I've said it before to Panda, and I know this irks him to a degree. To a certain extent. We've seen we we've seen PvP as far as mayhem. We've seen the freaking chaos that that brings. And <laughs> Bungie's like, okay, we're gonna go to the other end of the spectrum. And we're going to bring in Checkmate. And I'll be honest, last weekend, I gave it a good freaking hoorah. I absolutely freaking do enjoy it. 
Now, I will say this. I will say this. Mind you, when based upon what time I go in, it's either freaking I want to shoot myself in the foot or I'm having a great time. If I go in during my normal <laughs> middle of the night, I want to shoot myself in the foot because I literally get put in with freaking lobbies that do not make freaking like a sense. Yep. But if I go in during the day, oh, the lobbies are freaking absolutely chef kiss. And I feel like I have a good chance at every one of my freaking engagements. The freaking, it is down to freaking player skill. It is down to freaking gunplay. And I'm not freaking relying on my freaking, I have to be tactical with using my class ability, with using mm. my grenades, with using my melee. Absolutely had an absolute blast with it. And definitely, I think I'm going to be giving it some more goes while it's still in the lab. Um, and even then, they've made more adjustments to it uh, based upon feedback from people within the community. They've increased the freaking, um, the, uh, the was it the no, ammo right. rate? Not the ammo rate, but the freaking um they reduced the amount of heavy ammo. Mm. The time it, mm. the time that heavy ammo spawns. I freaking love that. And the, the the freaking capture points, they increased that to where the matches last a little bit longer, which was a common complaint that a lot of people had that the matches felt too short. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, a lot of the feedback and things that we're seeing on the PvP front, this is the this is the strike team in effect. This is them doing their mm-hmm. job, listening and siphoning through the free feedback in order to address it as quickly as possible to bring the sandbox into a what the community feels it should be. Um, but I'm with Deva and others. I I feel like freaking for hunters, our kits are getting nerfed more and more. To where even what I said a couple of podcasts back that hunters do have some kits to use. I, I feel like I have got to retract that now. It's like, well, fuck, you took another one, Bungie. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah. Like, I'm right now, because right now on the BDE front in Grandmaster, I'm the Oculus or freaking Gear Falcon or Orpheus Rig. Take your pick. All void. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's yeah. very much that kind of situation where, like, you're being trapped into these certain builds, and I definitely just, just like Warlock with Well, yeah, well, well, but like, well, here, well, here's, well. Like, here, <laughs> here's the issue with Well, and I, I, I've spoke on this before, and I genuinely have been torn on the Well situation because. While I feel that Well is a great attribute for the healer. Like like uh like class in the game that like it does what it's supposed to do, and it isn't too overpowered. I don't care what anybody says; it's mathematically it, like probable you will die to well in certain cases. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. Um, like well is overused, but I don't think um nerfing it is the way to fix the issue. I think because if you look at like any of the damage tests that certain uh, YouTubers do every season when they do different certain buffs and nerfs, you can see the issue at hand. Nova Bomb, still kind of Chaos Reach, but Chaos Reach has gotten better. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Strand Super for Warlock, none of these different um, um, supers 
give a reason to step off of well. If right. you give them a reason to step off of well, they will step off of it. I remember back when Atheon first came back to the game and there were Warlock teams just doing six chaos reaches going Kamehameha in this mug. But when you keep nerfing things over and over and over again because you think they're imbalanced, what was left? Well. Mm -hmm. And then we the Bundy started to have a competition of, of who's... Um, like whose defense uh, super is more powerful or should be the more powerful one, Bubble or Well. And ever since they nerfed Bubble in PvE to a certain extent, you never see Bubble being used as an alternative to, to Well anymore. Because there was a point where Bubble was a viable pick over Well, and now you oh, don't yeah. see it anymore. And I yep. miss being the Bubble Titan. I miss being the guy that throws down the hurdle. I still say a great buff to Saint 14 Helm would be make it so you can shoot through your bubble if you're wearing it. And that would solve yes. the problem for a lot of people of, well, a well you can sit there and just shoot the boss versus with a bubble, you have to lean out and, and expose yourself to damage and, and, and actually step out to shoot the enemy. So if they do that, Bubbles back on the menu, boys. You don't have to run right. well all the time. Exactly. <laughs> they just need a to actually like, give it a chance. To the issue is to give hunters some kind of defensive super because hunters don't have a team support super at all, other than no, tether. They don't, and even that could be considered an offensive super. We don't have any team help options. Genuine. About the, about the closest that we have is tether. And that's mm -hmm. uh, basically a 35%, what was that, uh, damage buff? A damage uh, buff? Debuff. Debuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so, and I've said this really before, if they, put, if they put either a health or overshield leech off of that to where the more freaking we do damage, the more of an overshield or health that we regen, given what's going on, mm. well, We've got another freaking viable option. It's like, okay, the warlock doesn't want to do well. The hunter can go tether, or freaking Titan could go freaking, you know, bubble. Or, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we've got so many freaking arc exotics that are kind of crap for freaking uh arc a hunter. Why not make one of them work with freaking gathering storm to where it links up with gathering storm wherever you freaking smack it? So, like, on this case, you smack it right on the freaking boss. You're gaining Amplified for your entire team because you're wearing this exotic. And as you're well, doing that's what damage, doing you're, chaining, you're chaining more arc damage no matter what weapon you're utilizing. So, you're increasing damage output, and on top of that, you're gaining resistance for your entire team. Well, don't even do that. Don't even do That's that. That's what just, they're just, doing uh, in, in Final Shape, though, yeah, they're, with, they're, with they're updating the Arc they're, Hunter. They're, yeah, they're giving them an They've aspect. They've got that, that in I the think work. a really yeah. cool way to deal with that is kind of make uh, Gathering Storm into uh, kind of like a well. Instead of throwing it at the boss, you throw it at the, at the ground and make it into like an Arc Pylon that attaches to your teammates and yeah. feeds you a constant uh, overshield and yeah. amplifies everybody. I'll be down for that. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be epic. I feel like that would then give hunters some way to be like, you know what? Hey, we don't need a whale 
or we can run a uh, this pylon in a bubble, or this yeah. in a mm-hmm. well, and other people have options. Yeah. And hunters will then have a way to play the game that's not just I'm gonna pump out as much damage as possible. But I don't again, I'm gonna be further. running around being in this bitch. Exactly. <laughs> but I take it a step further and say man. it's genuinely starting to feel like hunters are losing like an identity inside the game Ooh. and starting to feel like just uh, basic non-space magic having like bare bones class. Yeah. Like, if you want to play Destiny yeah. without having the space magic, you play you play, play hunter. hunter. It's because yeah. everybody came over from Call of Duty and just clung to hunters, Dama. Like everyone came well, I mean, over from that was supposed to be their purpose, you know. Hunters like, are the. I was laughing at me, but like, like literally, that that's what happened. Like you, saw, like why do you think the majority of the PvP community is like that? Like the majority of the PvP community is hunters because they came over from Call of Duty and it's like we like the gunplay, so we're gonna stay. And they're like, okay, and it's like that's not the answer to just to be a hunter because you don't like the RPG aspects. But well, hunters supposed but to be the class that's the easiest to pick up if you've ever played a like. FPS at all, you know, you can pick it up. It's not, you know, too different from what you've learned over the years. It's pretty quick and easy to pick up. You've already kind of learned the right. movement and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what the hunter class is supposed to be, but it's devolved from like having some aspects of being like, uh, like the uh, the scout of the team to give you tools to support your team. And it's become just, well, you guys do a lot of damage with your weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. That, that's about all we can do for you. What's that, Matt? What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying I was laughing because I was remembering that damn TikTok. The, that Destiny is the, uh, the Call of Duty retirement. I saw that. I was going to respond to it, but I kept forgetting about it. And it's like, that, 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 that person saying that is them like being like half the community misunderstanding what destiny is bungie has been very clear about what destiny is since it came out it's a looter shooter mmorpg with fps elements they've been very firm on that and yet people are like but it's an fps and it's like so like this was this was Bungie's attempt to bring MMOs to the console generation without giving you like 50 different things you need to click or press while exactly. scrolling your analog stick around. And people never understood that. They just said, ooh, space guns. They're like, that. they just assumed this was <laughs> Halo again. And it's like, right. this is not I Halo. Mean, this is a whole different ball game. I think this is yet another thing that the community is, has responsibility in. Because yeah. anytime Bungie tries to make it that RPG element, like, I genuinely believe that a lot of players actively go against it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I will forever be salty about Thruster because I feel like Thruster has effectively made the Hunter class irrelevant. Because like don't, don't, hit, don't hurt my Thrusters, David. Don't hurt my the reason thrusters. I say this is because like dodging is the Hunter class's thing, right? That's our class ability. But it seems like everybody's got a uh, a dodge now, and there was supposed to be this class envy thing that was supposed to kick in. But now everybody's got a taste of what it is to be a hunter. So why play hunter or, if everybody's got a dodge? A slide melee. That's everyone has a slide melee. That's basically a dodge. Exactly. Everybody yeah. got some, mm-hmm. but hunters are relegated to. Oh uh, well, can we get the uh, 
the uh, Twilight Garrison, nah, that's, that's that's the Titan thing. And Ick Dash is uh, a Warlock thing. So you can't have that. Can we get some, some support? Can I get something like, uh, what is it, Necrotic Grips or something? Nah, because that's a, that's a Warlock thing. It's like, that's well, shit, it. what the fuck can I have? Like, can I, can I get some space magic, sir? I'm out here like uh, <laughs> that old meme. Uh, porridge, please? Yeah. Can I, can please, I please sir, have some space can, magic, please, sir? Please, sir, can I have some space magic? I was uh, like, goddamn. But genuinely, I do think that, like, Titans needed something like Thruster. I was the biggest supporter of it. It just kind of made me a little salty. I'm like, well, shit. You were the biggest supporter, uh, and now you're, and you're salty about it. Like, I'm salty because it feels like the Hunter class is now irrelevant. It serves no purpose. Like, why play Hunter when you can be a Hunter version of every other class? Like, hell, one of the, the best Hunter exotics I, for a long time for me was Dragon Shadow. But yeah. why you need a Dragon Shadow when you got Rain of Fire? Which is arguably better. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Warlock Hunter way better than Hunter. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's fine. No, uh, I, I, I think... Oh, shit. It's, it's, okay, never mind. No, just, never just mind. refresh it. I fixed it. I fixed it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, no, it's not like, coming for some up. Reason, for... What the hell? Uh, so, for, hold on. Like, for freaking died. OBS died randomly, and it's not, like, going live again. I gotta figure out why. Like, literally, yeah. OBS just, like, stopped working. I didn't want and to I stop you in the why. middle of your uh, in the middle of your point, Dava. Uh, but like because <laughs> the because the stream died, I wanted well, no, to I wanted, sure I wanted, that, I wanted like, you to keep going. That way, we can still keep recording and just hop back in and catch people up. Like once we when we're good. But like I don't yeah. know what happened. We're like because it says on my screen that I'm live, but like I don't know what's going on. Um, th- there, we okay, go. there we now, go. Now it's that's life. Now it's life. okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Now it's back. Uh, so, like yeah. My point being is that like okay, every class hunters better than hunters on uh, every class, but hunters. So so, so if you were an advocate for the thruster, what would you have suggested? Is like like as a as an alternative. So my alternative was I've always been a, a big fan of like. Uh, tools that provide utility, right? So for me, uh, the big suggestion I had was back in like uh, Black Ops Three. There was a character named Prophet, yeah, and he had the ability to like leave a thing on the floor that he could teleport back to later if he needed it. Oh, so you want pre-rework Sombra is what you want? That, but I feel like that would be a cool thing for. Which who's whoever who's salty like, about Sombra's uh, rework? Because I'm a little salty. Oh man, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me started. But like, I felt like Titans could have had like a really cool uh, thing where they put down a, a barrier because a lot of people were arguing that there was no point for the barrier. I was like, well, yeah, you can just use it as like a rally point. Put it on a place, and if the point gets attacked and the the Titan is away, poof, there he is. He's right back to it. And he's fucking people's day up. But it could what also be me. something that if he gets in a hairy situation, poof, he's out of it. Yep. But it requires a little bit of thought. But it's a tool that can be used in multiple different ways. Most it requires up. a little bit of skill. But people are like, no, we want a hunter dodge. And now you just got diet hunter dodge? Yes. I must but, say, like I must say, Bound, in terms of in terms of like hunters, like like I know you play like all three, but like how do you feel about the issue of about like hunters not really having an identity? 
So I am weird. I I'm not gonna lie. I I don't mind being typecast. Oh, that interesting. Makes, this is oh, interesting. Take. Okay. So I don't mind metas as long as the meta itself is fun. So I have been an Omni Oculus lover since I got that exotic. I absolutely love it. Most of my GMs before we had Stasis and Strand, I did Omni Oculus Hunter because Arc was never that great at the time, and Solar to me has never been that fun on Hunter for PVE and high end content. That's personal opinion. So I didn't mean I don't mind being typecast in Titans. I loved running also Void and being an Ursa Titan. I did nope. Ursa Titan for the majority of GMs and Master Raid contents because mm-hmm. it was fun. I could give people their super back quickly, mm-hmm. and it and it was functional. It made sense. Um. Yeah. Then they buffed Arc Titan, and when and then we got a super one shot with uh the caress of falling star that gave me some other options then of course we got stasis and strand that helped me branch out a little bit more but i don't mind being typecast into certain metas if the meta is fun and if the meta is viable i don't think we necessarily need to pander to every subclass unless they fix the subclass first and right now solar hunter subclass is the weakest um i would probably say uh pve wise stasis titan is complete garbage absolutely yes. worthless yes. except for yeah. the brief the brief moment where we could one shot uh riven with five titans was hilarious mm. yes. that was comically funny <laughs> i've been saying for ages um, stasis titan needs needs rework yeah. in general because yep. they were so afraid of it in pvp when it first came out and now they're yeah. like destroy destroy and it's like it needs help so badly yes mm-hmm. but that's just me i'm i'm a bit of a purist if it's fun and the meta is viable and the meta itself is fun i don't mind being a little typecast into that role i've never minded being a well lock especially when i could have some viability with other uh exotics um we lost you know the the stupid robes fine whatever they're still semi viable but i never minded being a well oh, starfire but I, yeah starfire yeah. but i never minded being typecast as long as it had a function it was viable and i i i felt like i was accomplishing something that that's to say i still believe they should boost these other subclasses and make them more functional to be competitive, not only in PvP, but in PvP or PvE. I think they should, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the fault of the community, and I don't think that's the fault of build crafting, and I don't think that's the fault of the exotics. I think that's the fault of Bungie and and the weight that they've put on the competitiveness, especially in PvP, Ooh. in high-end PvP, yes. and high-end PvE. Because in Master Raid, I'm going yeah. in, I got I got my strand hunter or my void hunter. I got my strand titan or my void titan or my solar titan. Or and I got my well lock and maybe stasis lock. That's it. And I know what I got. And I got my builds. And they're fun. But don't come at me and say, oh, you should play other classes more. Make the class viable and and 
and stop nerfing yeah, exotics for arbitrary reasons. Exactly. Let me Thank have you. That's fun. one of the reasons why I don't play Hunter. Yes. Because it doesn't feel like to, anything is viable. I have to step away. I appreciate uh, coming out here, guys, and talking with you. If you're oh, yeah, still going, definitely. I'll be back you in a little bit. I'll throw oh, yeah. up a little be right back thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll catch you guys in a bit. I'll still lurk. Uh, so if you have any hot topics, please drop it in the chat and I'll be watching. All right, cool, cool. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Yep. Yes, thank you so much for being here, Hud. Buzz, I definitely want to make sure that like we got Bound in there. I know, I know like me and David can go for hours, but we want to make sure that, that like Bound can still get his his, like, his speak on there. Appreciate so like and was I'll throw I'll just throw the final thing out there. If y'all if y'all want to join me tomorrow, I'll be doing some Ron helps and I'm gonna be carrying the youngest guardian. He's nine years old. Oh. His first last wish, so it's going to be really cool. Whoa. And then we're going to do some Ron. I remember when my helps. kiddo was nine and learning how to do uh div run, so that is so much yeah. fun. I can't wait to see that. Heck, heck yeah, I yeah. love that. We always try to make sure that everyone leaves on a, like, like, like a uh, final statement. What do you want to leave the people with? Oh, um, be more helpful to, to one another. I feel like there we're we're at this weird place and not just in t I'm not talking about America and the world in general that's it's almost as spicy as that to be honest. Destiny's in a weird mm. place where people are getting so mad at one another for builds, for PVP, for carrying uh oh you got carried for this. Uh you were LFGing for this. Your LFG is weird. You asked for whatever. Like people just need to be nicer to one each, one another and stop being so gatekeepy when it comes to things. Mm. Be more supportive and open. Like if it's high end content, you could be honest with someone and say, "Hey, I don't know if that build is viable for what we're trying to do," or "Hey, maybe check this out." If they're receptive to it, great. If not, go somewhere else. I I am willing to say, "Hey, I don't think this is a good fit for me. I'm gonna go play something else right now." apologies i'll be honest with people but just be nicer about it you don't have to be mean like uh take take off your stupid arc warlock build we're doing master crota this isn't viable like okay okay <laughs> we get it yeah we get it but yeah be nicer to one another have some fun with it try not to be so gatekeepy for crying out loud and yeah have a drink with me of that <laughs> all right thank you man we appreciate you being here yeah later Heck guys yeah Later. All right, I gotta like delete one camera. Give me like one second because we're, we're we're currently showing the bot that we use yeah. to record the streams. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Oh look, cool. it's Craig. All right, we're back. We, <laughs> I was about to say Cage's camera's gonna look a little weird for the rest of the show, but it's fine. All right, cool. That's no, fine. Let's see, like you're a little lean to the, to the right a little bit, but it's fine. So, honestly, we're, we're, about, we're almost we're almost we're like wrapped up here. There's only a little bit more than because like there's a lot of PvP changes that are coming. Like they're changing all the recoil patterns and like damage multipliers and whatnot. But it's very like specific stuff. Like they're they're like they're taking another crack at nerfing SMGs again because SMGs are still really busted on, on mouse and keyboard. And like yep. they're, they're also like they love what they did with auto rifles, but they're trying to like tune it a little bit more. Which I thought was great. I love that auto rifles have a place in the meta again. So shout out to Bungie for actually making auto rifles a thing, like a thing and relevant. Uh, pulse rifles are in a pretty healthy place. Like I thought they were fine, 
but people didn't like that we could lane and do stuff with pulse rifles. So Bungie had to rein it in a little bit, but pulse rifles are still viable. Like my brand new um, Crota uh, pulse rifle, butter, butter. Just like I took, I took that thing into, into uh, Rumble last night, butter. Cause I, I got that depth one from uh, the Master Crota and that thing is just sexy. And like, I love that thing to death. So like I I definitely enjoy what Bungie's trying to do to like balance certain aspects of that. Um, they're actually trying to like balance perfect flow afloat, which is kind of cool. And they're nerfing Kickstart uh, from twenty percent to fifteen percent. So great, Kickstart is too powerful. So good job. At, at the same <coughs> time, I I gotta give I gotta give this shout out as well. Not only on the PvP side, they're making adjustments to sniper rifles. Mm. But on the, get PV, to that. on the PVE side, you know, uh, they're they're making some adjustments to the glaive projectiles as well as sniper rifles. So uh sniper sniper rifle meta and PV PVE Please. again, maybe I want it. um increased damage against minor combatants for pulse rifle and auto rifles. Let's freaking go. Yes. And greatly increased damage against champions for revision zero and vex mythic class. Love that. Love that so much. Freaking yeah, exactly. You know, the fact that some of these other exotics are getting some small love in some areas to make them, I would say, maybe into the viable category, I think is going to be a good thing. Um, outside of that, I think the twit overall was freaking a good thing. Um, I know that everybody's got their little hot takes when it comes to some of the changes and nerfs coming to certain things. And to be honest, I feel like Bungie is starting to lean more back into the freaking, hey, we're going to go heavy-handed with the nerf spit, and I think they need to they need to, pull, they need to pull up a little bit. Yeah. That's so the biggest this thing. Is, you know, first, you know, when I got back into Destiny 2, it felt like they were doing a good job. They weren't overextending with the freaking nerfs. Now it feels like it's like, okay, Bungie, you're, you're going back to the days of your Cut the shit out. Yeah. So, like, all, all Bungie needs to do is just rein it in a little bit, and they'll be fine. But, like, they're overextending a little bit. Now, last topic of the evening. Season of the Witch wrapped up this week. Oh, hold on. Real quick, ah, yes, before we, we jump on before, <laughs> before we jump on that, um, so I went and did a little bit of testing. Um, yeah, the exotic, uh, exotic cipher um, cost for freaking uh, focusing. I'm glad they're fucking getting rid of it. So I just spent, I just spent five. I just spent five. Every fucking one of the exotics was under 65 stat. That is not supposed to be the freaking case. So either it's bugged again, or I don't know what the hell. And on top of that, the stats were absolutely garbage. Yeah, they were ignoring my mod, so both ignoring mod and freaking understand. Yeah, no, freaking. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm of the opinion. Welcome change, it's a welcome freaking change. All right, all right. So, yes, season of the witch wrapped up this week, and boy, howdy, did Eris Morn, god, goddess queen of the hive, pop off. Like, like I'm about to say, spoilers girl. ahead. Spoilers ahead. If you have not watched it, like you've had a few days, like like you like if you if you don't want to hear spoilers, to, like now's the time to dip. But in terms of the grand uh, issue, 
Um, the Amar Amaru wasn't really feeling it, but he did it anyway. He summoned, uh, like he like he uh, like they resurrected Savathun, and Eris just went. You know, the, you know this shitty sword from Shadowkeep. I'm about to cut you with it, and it was My glorious. And, it, and, 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 not, and not, once she finally <clears throat> struck her down, she absorbed the last of the energy she needed, and she banished Zivu Arath. And boy, howdy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell it? you now, everybody standing there at the end of that was like, fuck Jason Bourne, that's freaking Eris Morn. Because freaking straight uh-huh. up, she just freaking, she settled so many freaking situations real freaking quick. Oh, she did. Yeah. She did. She did. So and I So I David, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go first. How do you feel about your girl being banished? Uh, I don't really care too much as far well, as like Well, you were talking about being in the throne world earlier and she uh, can't my... she can't access that no more, bro. Uh, she you're there alone. You're, she went bubba eye. You're, got you're all alone in moon. the corner. Uh, <laughs> we still got the war moon. But we still got our special place. I ain't okay. tripping on it. But okay. uh, no, like legit, like as far as the story goes, eh, like we have to do something. I feel like this is a bit of a a little lazy writing because I expected to like <laughs> kill her and then kill her again. That was gonna be the mm. fun part. Like kind of mm. how we did Oryx, where we killed him in the story and then we had to go fight him in his throne world. But now I feel like. We're gonna get like they're just gonna callous my girl and be like, ah, well, she's dead now. And like well, the story see, missing that's the somewhere. Thing, that's the thing. So that's when the thing with the around, hive. Well, that's the thing. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, you go ahead, hon. Because because I've we, got lore. <laughs> you do your thing. Yeah. When we when we encountered Oryx, we really didn't know about the Taken, and we didn't really understand the Ascended Realm. It wasn't until after. He came back as the Taken King. That's when we really started to freaking dive into that. And that's when it became a whole different ball game. That's when we really started to understand the freaking hive, the hive logic and the ascended realm, especially throne worlds. Mm-hmm. So it was after that, that we knew that we had to take extra steps and precautions in regards to the hive. And so all the lessons learned, everything that we encountered up until now, Eris has been playing freaking chess. Mm-hmm. And she, this was the opportunity for Eris. And she knew, she knew that she could have went to the freaking, off the deep end. She could have freaking, she could have freaking nixed Zivu off the freaking map, 100%. For her, for Zivu, that's what she wanted. That's the thing. Zivu wanted that death because that would have fulfilled sword logic. But Eris doing what she did broke sword logic to the fucking degree. Yeah. And just Mm -hmm. cut them all off at the knees. Yep. Yep. The other thing is, is that just like we learned in season of the freaking um, Seraph, actively engaging in conflict in any way, shape, or form feeds Zivua Wrath's worm. Mm-hmm. If Eris had killed 
or confronted Zivul Wrath as the ascendant hive that she was after killing Sabathun, all it would have done is made Zivul Wrath more powerful, infinitely yeah. more powerful, given that if if Eris had confronted Zivul Wrath and Eris had failed, then Zivul would have absorbed all those tithes from Eris and us, and all those tithes that Eris absorbed from killing uh, Savathun. And so what that would have done is we would have had to have done another version of Season of the Witch, but we wouldn't have been able to do that because Eris would have failed. Eris is mortal. Eris doesn't have a ghost. She has no one to revive her. If Zivorath had yep. killed Eris, we would have been screwed. Yeah. So the only way, the only way to fulfill a way in which to, you know, defeat Zivorath, just like with Rasputin, you know, deactivating all of the war stats and then deactivating himself, stepping himself away from the game board was for Eris to force Zivul Wrath to be stepped away from the game board. She can no longer feed her worm. Yep. That's the thing. Being disconnected from her throne world means that she cannot feed her worm and therefore the worm will eat her. We don't have to do shit. The worm will eat her from the inside out because she can no longer absorb the tithes. That's one of the things about the throne world is that is the catalyst for absorbing tithes. And so Zivu Rest cut off from that. that. She's Thank cut you. off. I, I, like literally, I literally just read this so, a here week ago in the Book of Sorrow, like a, of, <laughs> like a bit of a plot hole. Like, so how is Eris like, accepting tithes if she doesn't have an ascended realm? Because she, she was using Asa as her catalyst. Yeah, she said that like, like two weeks she, ago. We, we, we had lore about it. We radio messages about it and even Eris uh mentioned something about it this week in the radio messages asa right, so was case, her why catalyst why can't zivu do that then she can't I mean, like... because all of the race of of leviathans that asa was a part of were first converted to the darkness and then killed that's why Asa is the only surviving of her species. She's not just yeah. the only surviving individual of her species as it was when the, when the darkness came to fundament, but she's the surviving member of her species as a whole. Because once they were converted, they were killed by individuals like Rolk and the Witness and probably even Nezarek too. And so, like, kind of to segue into the whole thing about the community having a reaction to it, they're not understanding that because they well, don't well, hold have on, the roll fundamentals. Well, hold on, Tower. Roll, roll that back. What what is the what is the issue with the community as they see it? the community like, is so the community oof. is upset because they feel the cutscene wasn't giving Savathun and Zivu Wrath full justice and was cut off 
early and that they had to learn about Savathun leaving Amaru with us and Savathun being revived in radio messages and lore. They, the the majority of people who are arguing that think that, think that we should have seen that final communication, that final conversation with Ikora and Savathun and Amaru and Eris in a actual extended portion of the cutscene. I want to play devil's advocate. I don't believe it. I want to play devil's advocate for that because here's the thing, and it, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with with the twin and in like putting it in game and so in some sort of way, shape, or form. There's mm-hmm. that old there's that old saying when it comes to the, the cinematography. Um, there's more to seeing than telling. And like and doing mm-hmm. things a certain way and whatnot, right? I don't think the community enjoys just hearing audio. I th- and that's been a big complaint about the seasonal model for a lot of people is just seeing audio logs or just reading lore books. They mm-hmm. want the cinematography. They want the cutscenes. They want their what what they play to have value. So sure. to this day, to this day, other than like the, the the one big art shot of of her wing, her like cape spread out and the one group shot we have yet to see Zivu or Wrath in game in model mm-hmm. and that is a big complaint for the community that we have never seen hell before last season we had never heard Zivu or Wrath's voice and granted, Bungie, Bungie probably had just recently uh, cast Kimberly Brooks but that was a failure on Bungie to a certain extent that this was the mm-hmm. third hive sister that we had just never connected with ever since season of the hunt. They're like, so, like, so, like we've been hearing, Oh my God, Zivu Rath, Zivu Rath. And it's like, we don't really have an impression of this person other than they're a hive God of war that we have never seen or heard of. Then last season they got rid of the herd aspect, but we've never seen her. So mm-hmm. for them to, and like, and granted, they kind of do the same thing with Savathun, where they like they milked the cow dry until the last damn drop, until they finally said, "Hey yo, here's her voice and a crystal." Then they went, "Here's her guardian form, not her like hive queen form. We never saw her queen form until after her worm was gone. So theoretically, we don't, we don't even know what she looked like when she was a hive god. So." In terms of that, we never saw true badass hive god Savathic. So, in terms of that, no, in terms of in, ter- in terms of that, that's a, that's a big complaint people have had is sure. we we've, we've never seen this. So, I yeah. kind of get what they're saying to a certain extent, and where that's it's valid. like we've never seen Zivu square the fuck up. Hell, we've been had a running joke on this podcast that once we saw Zivu Wrath in game and model, we were gonna make Zivu Wrath thing us uh, fan club T-shirts. But we've mm-hmm. yet to see this, this this woman step out from beyond the shadows and, and show mm-hmm. herself. So I kind of get the, the complaint from the community that they feel kind of gypped, where it's like we haven't been told, like, well, we, were, we weren't shown what was the goal or what was the, like, 
the plan from Savathun, we didn't get to see it. We had to listen in a radio log. And also, like, uh, Zivu wasn't given justice because we never saw her. Like, do you know how cool it would have been for somebody to, like, finally see Zivu Arath pull up and then try to square off and Aerith just go, no. And be like, that would have been really fucking awesome. I will agree with you on that. That yeah, would have so been it's fucking like, awesome. I, 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 I definitely hear the, the, the communities complain a little bit where it's like, mm-hmm. we, we feel like we get a lot of telling and not seeing because mm-hmm. in, in, in cinematography, that is a, that is a wild, that, that is a thing of like, like, do, like, 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 do, like, do more sh- like showing less telling. And Bungie has kind of, kind of failed there. Like a lot of the time they, they want to tell mm-hmm. you what happened rather than show you what happened. Hell, for a long time. I know Cajun has some words about, has, has said that he had some words about this as well. So I'd like to hear Cajun's take. Yeah, Cajun, how are you feeling? So, I agree with what Panda said, that definitely we should have saw more, but I'm going to take this into a slightly deviation. Ooh. The cutscene mm-hmm. itself was absolutely freaking on point, perfect. I don't think that should have been extended. What I think should have happened is that in-game action should have happened in which we should have saw the interaction of Amaru resurrecting Savathun. And basically it's like, hey, here's this final bit that's going to touch on everything. And so that lore page should have been its own separate thing outside the cutscene. So kind of like what they did with Drifter. During exactly, the mid-season, like, oh, when he when he right. popped in, okay, right, exactly. Something I can like I can that see that to yeah to where we see that whole lore page interaction visually, and then that lore page should have been like a quote unquote epilogue, like how Eris is doing after everything going on. Her and Icor touching on everything and kind of getting that final like sense of it's Ayat. Yeah, I I, I so, can definitely see that, and I can definitely agree with you on that. There has been some other discussion in my <laughs> own posts on Twitter that is really, that, that kind of pisses me off with regards to how the community is not understanding, like, how and why the cutscene happened as it happened. But I want to hear Diva as well. Diva, what do you have? About uh, the how, how do you feel? Yeah, about, about the cutscene, about what happened, stuff like that. I have two differing opinions. Okay. On one hand, I think the cutscene, people were expecting it to be something it wasn't supposed to be. This is supposed to be Fair. a moment solely for Eris, and I think people wanted it to be some, like a more encompassing moment of Zivu and Savathun, but that's not yeah. what it was supposed to be. But Yes, thank you. Issue, you agree. <laughs> Is like on the other side of the coin, though. I do feel like, as a show of Bungie's writing, I think Bungie is really starting to lose that magic that they have of like the wow of like the story having those moments, right? Like, mm. me and Panda had a conversation earlier this week about uh, characters like Saint and like mm. the, the consensus and like stuff that's going on in the story right now right the story is reaching like it's apex and you don't really feel that in game 
like in game, it really kind of just feels like it's uh, another day, and like we're taking out characters like Zivu, characters who are like big heavy hitters within the universe, and it mm-hmm. feels like they're being like ousted and being beaten without very much fanfare or like truthfully any real interaction. Yeah. Uh, with us I as think the they have a plan for that though. Because yeah. the way the cutscene, cut yeah. See, the thing is, the way the cutscene played out is it leaves it open ended for us to finally be able to confront her. Right. Um, right. And which, not only that, and, and not I only... absolutely agree with, with what everyone is saying. I just have an additional perspective that I think some of y'all might be able to understand as well. Um, and that the majority of the community has not been able to really pick up on. We're going to throw it at us. It has been nine years since Eris stepped out of the Hellmouth mm-hmm. with all that century of trauma. And every single time that one of the individuals who has caused her that trauma has come and stepped up someone else white knighted for her and she finally had she finally had the ability to do so for herself crota it was us oryx it was us savathun in the witch queen uh story missions us not eris eris finally had the ability to do something to get that closure over her trauma and her abuse that happened in that hundred years down in the Hellmouth. And people aren't understanding that. Like like Davis said, people were expecting it to be more Savathun and Sivu Wrath focused because, oh, Savathun's spire and you know, altars of summoning is all in Savathun's throne world. But Savathun is was was the B. She she was the B character this this season, mm-hmm. and that's okay for her to be the B character this right. season. Right, most definitely. But the community, the community as a whole, or the majority of people who don't really pay attention to that and can't see things from the perspective of someone who has been through trauma. So they're focusing on. And- and tower and that's why i said the cutscene of itself was perfect perfect yeah it was absolutely but, beautiful i feel like yeah. that, but there like, are people who don't think there are people who have gone into my own into my tweet where i said look let eris have her moment this is her closure this is her catharsis this is her being able to stand up like you said cajun on her own two feet and do something about her own trauma and every single person who has come into my uh twitter to my twitter post where i said let her have her moment not even caring about that not caring a single lick about now here's the i I don't want to like give too much like 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 devil's advocate for like for those people because like like shitty people are shitty people but here's where i think 
like another part, like not like this time it was it wasn't Destiny's marketing that did it. I think it was Destiny themselves did this because if you, like if you listen to the audio logs and whatnot, truth be told, clap it up for Kimberly Brooks. She made it feel like this was gonna be a three way battle to the death, and it was gonna be mm-hmm. like who's gonna be the top dog. So because like, that's you, what war does. That's what war focuses on. Right, that's what right. War that's, wants. But like, like in conjunction yeah. with that, if you look at it from a casual gaming perspective, if you like a brand new voice at the table, Kimberly Brooks coming in as Evil Wrath, like like how I said, where we had never heard this, this woman like voice before prior to the season, you hear this this big dog coming in like we let's square up. She she she's she took over for Oryx. Bet Sword Logic. Let's go. And you hear this. Like bad, bad, battle about to take place, and then similar to the complaint of for Lightfall from like from their perspective of Lightfall was promoted in the marketing as like D- Destiny's Infinity War that like it's similar to what Davis said their interpretation of the marketing or in this case the audio logs from uh, Zivu this felt like it was about to be a three way three way cage match to see who who uh like who is the top dog so i get their perspective but the way they went about it about coming in your in your, in your replies is messed up because mm. while while i definitely agree let Eris have her moment, even if it was like, hey, yo, Zivu comes charging up the damn road and Eris just goes, fuck you. And like, mm-hmm. she gets her closure her way. I feel like that would have been enough vindication for people where it was like, sure. Well, like, where it was like, we finally saw this big bitch we've been wanting to see for so long and put an end to her. And, oh, I don't disagree with you on that, honey. Right. I, and it's, I and do it's not like, disagree with you on that. Like, I think people, they could have yeah. shown something more like along those lines. Right. Yeah. Where Eris was, you know, like, like, fuck you. And, you know, Zivu was there to see that. And we could feel her, you know, directly, see her yeah. directly react to that instead of just basically like, you know, Eris's freaking rock turning turning right. into a symbol of, yeah, of, of it, it, it felt very that, cheapened for that, a lot of people which yeah. i kind of get where absolutely it's like, absolutely i get i absolutely i get but yeah. you know the way that they've written eris over the past nine years like it, it seems like a lot of the people that are reacting in that way to the cutscene where they feel like you know, it's it's kind of a letdown. They don't really understand Eris. They haven't really read the gone no, in and maybe played D one, maybe played the dark below to understand how Eris works. And that's what's so that really disappointing. Is like I don't think we are taking into account that for a lot of players, these interactions that we have in game are their only interactions with yeah. the characters. Right. Yeah. So yeah. to them, this isn't a complete story. Right. But I can, yeah. I can understand Exactly. It doesn't feel complete to me, even having read the story, or read right. some of it, and understanding the like implications and like the relationships. I genuinely right. feel like as like Hell, even people that listen game. to Bife don't 
Yeah, no, I'll, even, I'll even give I'll even give somebody um, so hollow. Yeah, like I'll even yeah. give somebody angel replies. So like like their roses here, where they said, "Believe me, I did understand, but I still would have wanted Elsie to be involved in this because similar to season of the haunted, Elsie didn't well, need to be involved. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. S- similar to season of the haunted, where we read the lore book of Ikora's uh, a nightmare being Cade. Mm-hmm. They have a lore book this season, or a lore tab this season, where Elsie's ready to fuck Ikora up. Like, she's ready yeah. to fuck her whole ass, her whole ball headed up. And yep. because she's like, I've seen this, bitch. I've seen this happen. Why are yep. you not listening to me? And not everyone gets to see that. They've heard of it from Bife. They've heard of different things about the dark future, but they've never seen that play out. They've never mm-hmm. seen that tangible in their hands and their optical view of what this could be. So, and they, th- those same people didn't listen to the radio messages then, right? Because straight up, Eris says, if that does happen, put me down, right? But at the same time, just hearing it all the time. Does it resonate with everyone? Like, like, like three of us are like three of us are like all ADHD. We love audio to death, but like in ter- in terms of what's going on with like 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 like, like not I wouldn't say neurotypical people, but certain like like di- p- different people operate certain ways. When it comes to not seeing, they're not absorbing it. So like yeah yeah p- p- like, like do you know how cool it would have been if just like because I like as much as I don't like how slow and painfully annoying season of the deeps like each week was the mm. different like interactions they had with like the in-game models during a season of the deep where there's that interaction with zavala and say where he where's where's where zavala's like bro how'd you do this before because i hate being behind a desk and saints like yeah right why do you think i don't do it anymore you're yeah. better than me, motherfucker. And it's like, or there was the whole, or there was the whole like Saladin and Drifter having a drink. Like, it, yeah. if they did, like, do you know how cool it would have been if Ikora was just somewhere in the helm and Elsie would have pulled up and been like, "Bitch, I'm about to rock you." Like, it'd have been right. that, like, like that kind of small, <laughs> tangible thing instead of just a radio message would have been like they gave it to Drifter. Why couldn't Ikora yeah. get smacked upside the bald head from Elsie and like and, and got oh, her I privilege? Feel you. I I I definitely do not disagree with you on any of that, my dear. Yeah. So I, it's I like do, I, I get where their head I'm is. With you one hundred percent of the way. One hundred percent. I think it's just they need to like they they need to retool how they say what they're saying to you. Because I yeah. get where their headspace is. I understand, like, seeing is believing. Belie- believing is seeing. I, I get mm-hmm. where their headspace is. Because some people do feel cheapened. Like, if I never see what Zivu looks like in game, I'm going to feel a little robbed because I wanted my Zivu Wrath fan club shirt. So it's like, <laughs> it, 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 it's going to be I'm sure we'll get it. I'm sure so we'll it's like, get it I, I definitely get their perspective to a certain degree. I feel like people need to learn how to like phrase things differently instead of coming off hostile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally, and this is just me spin foiling. I think the reason that they left it open ended is because she's going to go back to the witness and have, you know, have something to help her probably in the final shape. 
And I think that would be really great because I think they said something about two raids in the final shape. No, nah, it's, it's, it's only one raid. Okay. It's a raid, okay. but then there's going to be like a quote unquote final encounter. Like what's yeah. going to happen is we're, we're not actually going to defeat the witness in the raid. It's going to be like a mission that everyone can help with after the raid is complete. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think there's so going to be something it, with her. So I'm calling it. We're going to fight Zivu and freaking the final shape raid. See, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that cage. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking as well. Given, given the ending of this season, if they don't, if they don't do it, if next they don't, season, if they don't, if they don't, it's going to be a freaking dungeon boss. That's what I've been saying yeah. for the longest time. Just, just make Zivu be a dungeon. I want to believe that they would do some shit like that. I don't think they will. I am wholeheartedly thinking that they're going to do exactly what they did to Callus. Throw her in like, the, the story and be like, all right, well, we killed her. Now we, now we can go kill the witness in the rain. Mm. And that's what's got me worried. Because that would be a lackluster way of telling her story. But I agreed, just, like, and, and I apologize. And I have to I'm mute because I'm like, yeah, okay, very fun. And that's why I'm a little concerned with the way Bungie's telling their story right now, because I I genuinely feel like they know how to hype characters up, but they really like drop the ball when it comes time to to show me what you've been talking about this whole time, like. That is a part of their story that they, they really struggle with. Like, they know how to write good stories on paper, but they don't know how to act it out in-game when time really yeah. comes. Yeah. I think they so, had a really I, I, good I, I, thing yeah. going during Witch Queen with the, um, you know, with the little, like, weekly um, character interactions that we got, like in Season of the Splicer and Season mm. of Plunder and stuff uh, like yes. that. Yes. I think they had. Yes. I think they had. Like, okay, y'all know how I feel about Witch Queen's campaign story. For me, I really got involved with the seasonal stories because, like you said, they, you know, they had the characters acting shit out when when Saint. And and Mizrax finally confronted each other, and Mizrax went in and was like, you know, for for us, Bro, you. you're the monster. And Saint was just standing there, dumbfounded. And that's we got why to I see say that. Saint's still a badass, Deva. We that's when why I agree. When we got to see Saint, but when we got to see Saint standing there, dumbfounded. Like, like you didn't even need to take his helmet off to see that look, to to know that he was just watching Mizrax as Mizrax told that story and mm -hmm. going from angry to, to, oh my God, what have I done? And then he yeah. just kind of like stands there for a good 10, 15 seconds before being like, I got to leave and just nopes yeah. the fuck out. Seeing that... That's really good now, I will say That's this. really good storytelling. And they like should have kept along the lines with that I, yeah. it, with these seasons. I definitely agree with that. And, the, and, and one thing that I told Dave uh, earlier this week when we were having this discussion was I think a lot of people um get like get like sort of like get lost and like and worry about how Davis feeling right now where we're moving at a snail's pace with, with what's going on and doesn't feel like there's urgency in the fact that the world's ending we're not like already through the portal and we're taking a whole year to get through the portal i think the issue is 
similar to the fact that like, oh, One Piece has been going on for 30 years, but it's only been like three years for these motherfuckers. Exactly. Um, um, mm-hmm. our, our time, our doesn't time is totally different here. Like, so, yeah, the, the issue isn't that like the story isn't progressing fast enough. My issue is that you're not seeing that sense of urgency in the characters and how they interact with each other. You're not seeing the weight of the, like, what's at stake in the characters in their development. Like, mm-hmm. right now, genuinely, I, like, like I said uh, earlier this week, like, I feel like Saint is, like, the tower therapist right now. And I love that for him because I understand you can protect not, people. Though. You can protect people in ways other than putting your body on the line. And I, but, I but the thing about it. it is, there's only so many things. A, Bungie has been very vocal about the fact that they cannot pull uh-huh. every voice actor in every season for every act for everything going yeah. on. Yeah. B. B. What more can Saint do besides recently he just got his partner back? He's uh-huh. worried about his partner's safety because man doesn't have a ghost no more. Um, uh-huh. And also, what can he do on the battlefield that the Guardians slash Guardians, because there's like a bunch of us, aren't already doing? Like, and, and right. like, but like Bungie can't animate like, like like them into every like group activity with us. They can't be like, hey, yo, Saints on the front that, line right? doing this. Saints are, like Saladin's over here. Like, hell. Saladin was on the front line with us, theoretically, last season with his, season with, his iron, with his Iron Legion. But, like, did we so see Saladin? Like, did we see Saladin? No. We saw the Iron, like, uh, like war beasts and shit because yeah. they, mm-hmm. can't, they can't throw Saladin's model on the field and let him cut shit up. Like, the last time we saw Saint in, like, in-game doing some shit was they recycled his bubble animation from Season of Dawn and it had him help us during Season of Lost. So, like, they they can't really do a whole lot in-game, but, like, those occasional moments in the heat of the, 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 like, the ending of the season where they're like, oh, I'm over here doing this. Oh, I'm over here doing this. But they can't, like, show it because limited resources. And on top of that, they can't have every voice actor be involved every season. Hell, even during the Witch Queen campaign, when they were hinting at who was going to get focused that uh like that whole year where they had like Saint like 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 Saint in the one corner, they had um LC, Anna Brand they, they had Anna Bray in the room, they had Elsie in the room, they had um fucking um Aaron. Oh, in the they room. didn't even have they didn't even have Miserex <laughs> physically in the room, even though he was they part of a hollow projector. They had him right. on a hollow projector. Same, same with, with same with, with Keidel. Yeah. But they had they had Drifter there. Like there was a whole moment where like so, I, 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 I think it was like Saner Shacks like like put an arm on Anna Bray when they were all stressed out, but did anybody mm-hmm. say anything? Was Erica Ishii on standby? No. Right. 
So it's like that, that and that's only probably so much why they, they didn't do. have Elsie. That's probably yeah. why they didn't have Elsie pull up because they couldn't have her in this season. She was yeah. probably working on something else because Elsie's Elsie's well, voice so actor does about do forty different projects at a time. Right. She's incredibly well known in the voice actor community, just like Erica is, just like Todd is. Yeah, so you, know, like, you can't like, have it's, every it's, it's single very actor much, there. It's very much a a uh, product of the seasonal model, a product of limited resources on on voice actors, and I, a, a, I limited on budget. Do that. And I'm not mm-hmm. sitting here and being like, "Oh, well, your story is absolutely worthless because of these like imperfections." But it does the story like it does this the story a disservice to pretend yeah. that it's not happening, like to pretend like these things aren't happening. And to not critique them does Bungie a disservice? Well, yeah, we, 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 like, I definitely yeah. agree. Yeah, like yeah, I, I can I, understand I, I why these issues are happening. I give grace. I'm not saying that I don't like that because these things are happening. I'm like, I'll never play Destiny again, or that I hate the story. Right. It's just genuinely my critique of the story. Like genuinely, yeah. I want to see Saint being Saint out in the battlefield, the Saint that we saw in the stories. Where he was out there protecting people, like we had season of the sure. defiance, where like regular citizens and the Elixni were being kidnapped by the Shadow Cabal, and mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been a great use of Saint to be out there helping, like but, 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 but like but like hypothetical, they said during season of defiance that Mithrax was there and doing stuff. But did we see Mithrax's model in game anywhere yes. beyond the farm? Only a couple no. of times. Well, well no, like, no, we did see him. In, uh, we did see him in the final mission. Amanda. He in was with mission. us physically but, like, in we the ne- final we never mission. saw, like, we never saw Holiday shooting anything next to us. We never saw Mithrax shooting I'm anything next to us. To Actually, we game. did see Mithrax shooting shit next to us in uh, the final mission. Well, one of the rooms that you go past, you can literally see Mithrax uh, well, shooting down Cabal. It's fucking hilarious. My mistake. He's, like, like, he's just teleporting like a fucking overload captain. So like, are you are you just wanting like more voice audio of like of like 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 him like 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 the like words of him doing something? Words of or are you just wanting to see his actors. model in game? See the models in game. I just want to know that they're out there on the battlefield. Like my question right now to saying is, what were you doing during this particular moment in time? I mean, during and defiance, I, I would I would say like, like they didn't tell us during defiance, but like I think during defiance, I would it, they would probably say that like oh he was like helping people in general. They might not have said it, but he could have been doing a, a lore book or like there was that whole he was trying to convince Osiris not to fucking kill himself. But like right, right. But, I was just about to say. But then during, during, during um, season of defiance, he was he was trying to keep Osiris whole. But but then, after but then he came at, back at the from same Neptune. time. <laughs> but, then, but then at the same time, during season of the deep, when he was participating, he did say he had boots on the ground doing stuff with like with us during that the, the, the those different missions and whatnot. He was mm-hmm. there, quote unquote. But we didn't mm-hmm. see him. Yeah, because we didn't see Salon either. But. Yeah, and I don't, and I give him grace for that. I'm not mad at him about it because I think his his position in that particular season was more so to keep Salone whole because we needed her. And Saint is a wonderful, like, 
person to like help people process the things that they're going through. Right. I, I know I give him shit for being the therapist, but that is a genuine role. People need that person, the heart, to keep people sane. Yeah. Because not everybody can be fucking saladin. Just hit the battlefield and be ready to go. Just you take know? everything and deal with it. Exactly. Right. Not everybody can do that. And I give him grace for that. I'm not mad at him. But I mean, like, legit, when you think Saint, part of his story is that, you know, for each one of those purple ribbons is on his armor saved. is a person he's hate. Yeah. And right now, I, I genuinely think the Saint from the stories in the lore books would most definitely have his boots on the ground protecting the civilian. And I feel like right. genuinely but the just from the lore the books. But the saint like, from the lore yeah. books is not the same saint that we know. If you like the saint from the lore that, books, hasn't didn't learn the same lessons that saint yeah, has learned because, recently. Because the, all the lessons that he learned, he learned being trapped in the infinite forest. He yeah. had to literally be trapped in the infinite forest for for what was him millions of years. For us, maybe you know a century or whatever, but like he had to go through and learn those lessons in the infinite forest, and now he's just a tired old man who just yeah. wants to see his people, his children, his friends thrive. His oh, but don't get me wrong. Thrive. Don't get. Well, well man, throw oh, hands. But don't, don't count him out yet. Don't, <laughs> I mean, do not count him out yet, okay? Because oh, trust no. me. He's got that shotgun polished, and now yeah, that yeah. rat's been knocked down a freaking pig. Ooh. Oh, you can, he's you got, can, you can take the you therapist can take the soldier is about to get out of the therapy. war, but you can't take the war out of the soldier. Oh no, he's a, he's about to deck up. I said it last night. I said it last night on your on your stream. He's about to paint uh, Zivu Wrath against the wall like a Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. He's one of those where right now he's 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 got that mindset of of the tired old man who's ready to just, you know, sit down, let the younger people take care of business. But as soon as you say, bro, come, he's ready to go. He's about to he, pull he's, up. He he's got his armor ready. He's got like, his like, helmet I felt ready. That he's got this. When yeah, when Zebu was talking it. shit in the opening of the deep, when mm. when she was talking shit and you heard man ready to fight, I felt that in my soul. Yeah. Like I felt my yep. tattoo shake. Like it was ready to <laughs> pop. Like shit. Yep. Like it was going down. So you know, like yep. I definitely feel like story's heading in a great direction. I think Bungie this season, the narrative team did flex a lot. And I feel oh, like yeah. this coming season is gonna be make or break for a lot of people. But I feel like Bungie's got a lot of good shit going on here. So I'm excited for next season. Um, I feel like we're about to hit a dry spell for a hot minute where like there isn't a whole lot of good shit going on. But we I shall mean, see what goes down. Festival of the Lost is coming up in a couple of weeks. I swear right. to God. Until the I end of the season. Bungie, I swear to God, if I go back in the Lost sector, you better give me something new. I swear okay. to be God, a weapon. if I go back into a damn haunted Lost sector, like, you could do anything. Make it a haunted Just dungeon. give me more Make it a haunted story. You know what? You know what? Give you know me what? more I, I, horror I, stories with Glint. 
<laughs> I, I will I will go as far as to say this if Bungie ever pulled this off, not only would I love them, but I would also hate them at the same exact time. Take a note from freaking Warzone a couple years ago during their haunted uh haunted PvP. Event. No, 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 no. Make it to where anytime you open up a chest, any chest, it's a random jump scare. Yeah, it's, ra- it's a random <laughs> chance for a jump scare. I'm gonna tell you right now, you'll never see so many freaking people shit themselves. Nah, see here, yep. here's what I would do. If it, like, so if I if I could go back to the planning stages for the seasons, if I could go back to like to the planning stages for like for what's what's been going down, I would have made an extra season like right here, like cut witch off like right here, and then be like, hey yo. Season 23, Infinite Forest is back. Just in time for Halloween. And it would have been gangster. Like, to have the Infinite Forest back right before Final Shape, to have all kinds of craziness go on, Saint and Osiris working together to figure out why Mercury's back. Like, but it awesome. And then be like, Halloween, back in the Infinite Forest, guys, let's go. One last ride. I'd have been hyped. Right. So like there I'm is a, one like, thing I wanna I, I wanna say before <laughs> before we get too too into like Festival of the Lost and stuff. This was okay. not the final end of the season. There are still three more radio messages and another lore page and another secret triumph. So so just because this cutscene was cut short according to the community does not mean that there isn't something else. We probably do have one more week of story because there is another uh, another lore page or two. I just and realized there are we haven't three gotten more we haven't radio gotten exotic mission this season. We haven't gotten nope. an exotic mission this season. Nope. And there's like so, no hints of one coming, which is kind of so weird. Like we like, like by this time last season we had to get There is more to the season. That's we, all I'm we, gonna we, say. We shall see. If you we shall if, see. if you if you look at the if you look at the triumphs. If you look at the triumphs, we are not done yet. Yeah, but That's the fact that you can already get the seal for the season has a lot of people saying that, like, yes. you can already close the book. So, like, so, I kind of get with the, the vibe. With, with, with most seasons, with, with most seasons since about, I think it was season of The Haunted, I've seen people get the seasonal triumphs done within a week. Get the right. seal within a week of it dropping. So don't let that don't let people getting the Harrow Specs seal stop you because there's still more. Just look at the regular seasonal triumphs in your journey tab. Not not the seal triumphs, but the actual seasonal triumphs. There's still more shit going on in this season. We shall see. We shall see. All right, folks. Don't forget, folks, that you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, all those great places. Um, make sure you check out the merch shop, shop.cosmodromeradio.com, and make sure that you follow us on Twitter, uh, slash X, uh, like at Cosmodrome Radio. Um, Diva, what, what do you want to leave the people with this week? Uh, be nice to one another. I've been seeing way too many of you guardians out there. Uh, Picking on the other guardians for no reason. Be nice. This game is more fun when people come to play it together. Genuinely take the time out, help each other, and enjoy enjoy each other's company. That's what I'm going to be out with. All right. Tower, 
Um, what do you want to leave the people with? What I just said. There's still more to this season. Let All it right. ride. We'll see what happens. All right. Cajun, how you feeling? I'm with I'm with Tower Mom. We still got a little bit left of the season. And to be honest, I'm next season's gonna be very interesting. The fact that we've got a dungeon coming next season, and then two, we got Stasis coming. I'm gonna call this, and if I'm right. I'm going to freaking pound my chest on this shit. I think next season we're going to face Aramis, and I think that's going to be a conclusion. That's going to be a wrap-up of that story. Ooh. Okay. I'm okay. on that. I that's really a, that's a good one. I'm... Okay. Um, my closing statement is going to be a little bit, a little bit different. One thing that I've been noticing a lot in the community the past, like, two or three weeks is a lot of people either A hard carrying people through content what i mean by that is i found out that one of my personal friends had did a crota checkpoint with a popular streamer and all and that streamer did like over like a like a, like a crazy like hundreds of these crota checkpoints for people and what they told them when they would load in is just stand in this room don't do shit we and then wait for us to tell you to come out for DPS, and we will get you the check. The like, like, you're clear, and that really got under my skin because mm. we as a community have got to stop hard carrying people through content. Yeah, we have to stop ju just carrying people and then learn nothing. We need to teach people. Just because your numbers won't, won't look as good doesn't mean we don't like, 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 like teach people. Granted, for master challenges, some people just want to get in and out because master stuff is hard. I, I I have friends who like Sherpa and uh and like and carry people for master challenges, so I get that. But in terms of act, actual like ca like carries for like for Crota for basic bitch Crota. Why the fuck are you just telling people to stand off to the side? Like, the hell? Teach people. Let them yeah. learn. Let, 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 them, let them fall. Let, let them pick themselves back up. Teach them the right builds. Teach them the right things to wear. Don't let them just roll up with nothing right and fail. The flip side of that. Casual players. Newer players. Put the effort into the game come in make builds come in grind some of the game you don't need to make it a full-time job grind some of the game do what's needed of you that way you can say hey i did it i i have a build i have several builds i have mm -hmm. the majority of the exotics i have a good amount of the loot all you need to do is do the like like some of the game to reach raid level status. You don't even have, need to have all masterwork shit. As long as you're at like tier six, tier eight, nine in terms of like your armor level for certain mods and whatnot, you're fine. But you gotta put the work in. That way, you can be an asset to a team if someone is willing to teach you. 
Don't just go and in let somewhere. let us teach you. Yes, let us teach you. Don't just come in ex expecting a hard carry. What I've been noticing a lot of my streams or in other people's streams is people coming in, hitting, hitting, hitting a lottery button, just wanting a clear. They just want a clear. They just want their loot and they want to leave. What was the point of doing the activity if you were just going to like do that? Learn, be an asset to your team, and do better, please. So that's what, that's what I kind of want to leave people with, is on both sides of the spectrum, eliminate carry culture, emphasize Sherpa culture, if that makes sense. Like, teaching needs to be the priority, and learning needs to be a priority. But we will catch you folks next time right here on the show. Peace out. Peace out.